Hello and welcome to Talking Cock episode 6, a podcast that I am confident is the only podcast that has ever been recorded in the particular room that I'm in now. I'm sitting in essentially a broom cupboard backstage at the Huntingdon Halls in Worcester where I'm about to go on stage and perform Talking Cock to almost 100 excited Worcestershire people. Um, I would have done it in the dressing room but there was a really annoying buzz going on so um, it's a bit cramped I might have to be uh, moving stuff around a bit there may be some unprofessionalism here so sorry if you feel uh, that's a problem Um, this week I am looking at the issue of size Uh, I'll be reading some stuff from my book Talking Cock available from gofasterstrike.com I also sell it at gigs if you come to one of the gigs with loads and loads more information about the penis. Um, there's also stuff from the questionnaire which you can fill in yourself at richardherring.com. There's one for men, one for women, so go and take part. Uh, the medieval Indian sex manual, the Yananga Ranga, had some comforting words for the less well endowed. The man whose lingam is very long will be wretchedly poor. The man whose lingam is thin will ever be very lucky. And the man whose lingam is short will be a Raja. The cynical small-cocked man who has yet to be invited to rule India might argue this is just an attempt at consolation, mapped today by the much-repeated mantra of it's not how big it is, it's what you do with it that counts. Although, like the ancient Greeks, the Hindus saw a small penis as an indication of manliness and fertility, in the modern Western world, big is beautiful. If you've got a long lingam, far from being wretchedly poor, you can make a killing in the porn industry. How much difference does it really make, though? And what constitutes a big pocket rocket? Anyway, um, well, in my survey, uh, as you'll find if you come and see the show, uh, erect penis size ranged from 3.3 inches to 14 inches, although I have subsequently discovered that the longest recorded human penis is 13.5 inches, so whoever said that, if that's for real, do go and get in touch with Norris McWhorter. Just keep ringing if he doesn't answer the phone. Uh, The average penis is 6.73 inches long, according to my survey, but don't worry about that too much. Uh, fellas at home that's almost an inch longer than any other survey I've ever seen on this subject which could mean one of two things either big cocked blokes really love filling in questionnaires we could have learned that here today or more likely I think when the blokes came to measure their penises they really dug the ruler in as far as it would go breaking skin coming out the other side go and see seven inches justice get me to a hospital um, but it's difficult to measure your own penis and uh, there are if you buy the book of Talking Cock you can see the absolute official way using strips of paper that you will get it exactly right um, but the average penis is about around about six inches long uh, with very minor variations from different countries and uh, racial groups but not we'll get on to that later um, there's no genuine way to tell how long a man's penis is other than getting him to get out and show it to you and then measuring it with a ruler um, People will claim that the size of other body parts are a factor. There's absolutely no correlation. A girlfriend of a friend of mine was convinced that she discovered the length of a man's erect penis was equal to the length of his thumb and first finger combined. She said it was true of every man she'd been with. I confirm this theory definitely isn't universal from per- from personal testimony, which is good because, as you'll know, I've got very, I've got very short fingers. I've got tiny little hands like a 12-year-old girl. Um, as I do point out in the show, I went to Harry Potter World just before Christmas and uh, they've got the handprints of the young stars in concrete at the, at the opening to the, opening the door to the Harry Potter world. And my hands are at the exact same size and shape as Hermione's from Harry Potter. That's if you, you know, if the if the whole 
comedy and penis-based podcast doesn't work out, you know, I can travel the country performing a different service, can't I, for gentlemen who would like to, you know what I'm talking about? You'd, if you closed your eyes, it'd be exactly the same. As the adult of mine, I'm not a pervert. I'm not going to go around, you know, administering pretend hand jobs to men who want to be wanked off by the young Hermione. But if you want to be wanked off by the adult Hermione and close your and, and just can imagine, then it will be the exact experience. Um, and the assumption a big nose equals a big hose can prove to be fatal. The 14th century Queen of Naples, the Johanna, uh, particularly liked um, well hung men and believed that this. In, in the size correlation between schnoz and schlong, uh, when she chose the big hooted Prince Andrew of Hungary as her husband, her wedding night was not all she'd hoped. Oh no, she reportedly lamented, how horribly you have deceived me. The whole experience was even more disappointing for Andrew. She'd strangled him for his, she had him strangled for his husband, the shortcoming. So there, you know, the shortcock uh, can lead to some problems if you, in it is historically. Um, uh, I will, I will ask, I'll, I'll go into whether men I've tried to make their penises uh, bigger and uh, hopefully I can find the, the relevant pieces of their... But that's not the right one. It's uh, just going to take a second. I'm in a broom cupboard, remember. Um, <clears throat> according to my survey, 20% of men have... Uh, sorry about that. Little, I got something caught in the back of my throat. 20% of men have tried to make their penises bigger um, in my survey, which is quite extraordinary. Um, uh, Here's some of the answers from men who have tried to do that. Uh, one says, praying doesn't work, apparently. Uh, though the power of positive thinking, in my mind it was a success... Through the power of positive thinking, in my mind it was a successful exercise. Uh, praying, another guy praying, it didn't work and now I'm an atheist. I th would you have believed in God if your cock had got bigger overnight? I suppose you would, but I don't think God could be tested in that way. You know, I think he's got more important things to worry about. Uh, just by concentrating as a child I used to think I could make the bus come that is around the corner you know appear around the corner yes thanks for clarifying that with the power of my mind if I clenched my eyes shut so, shut so tight that my ears started to hum with a warm throb but if you tried often enough the bus would really would come not the case with penis enlargement mentalism unfortunately so like, just wishing it doesn't seem to make it happen though if you get a genie that, that he may be able to make it wish uh, shaving the pubis, I quite like the look, but it's important to moisturise. Plus it starts to grow back and gets quite itchy, meaning you wonder about crabs when really you've just got a five o'clock shadow, that man says. But that is a good way of, uh, of making your penis appear to appear bigger without, um, without actually uh, having to do any kind of operations or suctions of any kind, um, because obviously you, if you want it to look bigger. And also you have to remember that perspective is a big thing. From your perspective above, your penis will look smaller than it does from below, which is why porn films are often, you will have the man film from below where a penis will look larger. So if you're judging yourself by others, don't worry about that too much. Um, losing weight, 15 kilograms, has made my cock seem longer and it gets a lot more use, uh, says that gentleman. And uh, I can confirm that if you're overweight, you can easily add length to your penis simply by losing weight. The bigger you are, the bigger the pad of fat which surrounds the base of your cock will be. This will have the effect of making your penis appear smaller. If you lose 35 pounds, nearly 16 kilos, you can add an, an inch. So that guy will have added an inch to his penis uh, given that overweight, given that being overweight increases your chances of experiencing erectile dysfunction, you might seriously want to go on a diet after listening to this podcast. The fact that I've lost two stone in the last year and a half is just something I want to brood over, ladies. No, it's not true. That was when I wrote the book. That was the case. Um, 
Uh, I once ended up going down, uh, going out with. <laughs> sorry, change, I'm just going to check it's working. Uh, I once ended up going out. This is a different uh, story. Uh, maybe going down with a fellow martial artist when I was at uni. She was in the same halls, and there was a very long build-up before we actually got together. During which time there was lots of play fighting and grappling, which invariably ended up with me having a boner for a large portion of the time. This went on for weeks, and I swear my cock ended up bigger as a result, although it didn't last. So I reckon that if you have a stiffy for silly amounts of time regularly, it probably does stretch. Well, possibly. Um, uh, another person says, if you really squeeze it hard, it sort of bulges. Well, that's a, that's a helpful piece uh, of information. Uh, someone else says, answers the question, what with a magnifying glass or something? Which is, an, you know, is a good question as well. So that will that will work. Not a microscope. Don't put it under a microscope. No, the microscope will work. Um, uh, at the tender age of 14, a Newtonian moment occurred and I discovered that by displacing light beams through the medium of water, I could magnify the size of my penis. I now ensconce my member in a filled fishbowl. Um, so I don't know whether that uh, is really a practical solution uh, to this story. Uh, someone says a rolling pin. I don't, I don't advise that. And surgery. I don't think they're being honest. Uh, another one that I'm not sure is, uh, is true is tethered to a child's bicycle and superglue on the soles of my shoes. Presumably you need a child to be included in that. And if I think if you did ha include a child in that, you might end up in all kinds of trouble. Um, and there, are, there have been people who've tried to use the various appliances. Those stupid vacuum pumps were sold in sex shops in the 80s when I thought it mattered to have a big cock. It never worked, and I think I'm glad it didn't now. Uh, I took herbal tablets advertised at the back of FHM when I was a teenager. No effect. Did you get your money back? No, you're too embarrassed to ask. When I was 14, someone told me if you put weights on the penis, it might enlarge. I tried it and hurt. Uh, it hurt, but no effect. Never again. Don't do any of these things. They're all stupid. Someone told me if you do penis rotations, like Trev and Simon swinging their pants for 10 minutes a day, it would give you a bigger willy. But I tried it for a month and it turned out to be bullshit. Well, otherwise, Trevor and Simon, I mean, that might be why they haven't been on TV so much recently. They don't need to if they had cocks and that beer. Um, but... Uh, I, 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 again, I don't think that's going to work. When I was about 13 and did not know my girth was impressive, this was before the internet and before I'd mated with a lady, I was worried about being under six inches, which is what Ben Elton and other authorities on these matters assured the world was the norm. Methinks this is the mob man speaking, not me. Methinks Elton himself may have a microcock due to his constant use of this stat in his stand-up shows in the early 90s. I cannot confirm or deny that, and I, I do not um, think that Ben Elton has a microcock. That is one of my... Uh, people who filled in the questionnaire—that's nothing to do with me. But if you know, you know, if you have an experience with Ben Elscock, do get in touch. <laughs> Let me know what size it is. Someone did uh, email me to tell me that Tony Blackman had a, a very large penis when he was next to him uh, in a urinal. So you know, I can fill you in on on various celebrities' penis lengths if you like. Don't do that. Don't do any of those things. It's wrong. Uh, I thought a vacuum cleaner's tube attachment might help matters, as suggested in the 90s comedy Game On, but never got very far with that plan as I couldn't actually fit in one because it was so wide, so he didn't really need to worry. With hindsight, I should probably have asked health professionals rather than rely on comedians for advice, but when you're 13, such logic doesn't occur to you. Well, you know, I'm a comedian and I'm giving out plenty of penile-based advice. Uh, the squeeze at the base and pull-up technique I heard on radio show once is effective, increasing blood supply to helmet, enlarging size temporarily... I mean, it's you know, it enlarges temporarily when you get an erection, doesn't it? Um, Jelking is no effect, someone says. Jelking, it worked and gave me about an extra inch, but it went away 
when it stopped. Now, gel king, I think that's how you say it, is a physical therapy, according to Wikipedia, uh, and I did look this up at the time uh, when I wrote the book, uh, is a physical, that wasn't on Wikipedia, is physical therapy technique intended to achieve natural penis enlargement by increasing blood pressure and circulation. It's performed by repeatedly stroking the penis in a squeezing motion from the base of the shaft, shaft to the corona of the glands. Devices have been created to achieve the same effect. This motion may be described as milking. According to an article in the BGUI, the technique has ancient Ar Arabian origins and an Arabic word related to milking is sometimes sometimes claimed as the et etymological root of the term, although this point is disputed and the actual origin of the term remains unclear. While there are many anecdotal claims of success from supporters of the technique, there is no evidence for its effectiveness. Furthermore, medical journalist Christopher Wanjek which is wank with J-E in it, which is very in exciting for me, has said that the claims that technique will enlarge the penile cavities and fill the blood, making larger erections, makes no sense biological, biologically. Although considered safer than many other more radical techniques for penis enlargement, jelking can result in blood vessel tearing, scar formation, pain disfigurement, and desensitisation of the penis if done incorrectly. So if I were you, you know, I wouldn't worry about that one too much. I wouldn't do that... Uh, that's a bad idea. Someone else says, uh, in capital letters, misspelt, I pushed a balloon up my Jap's eye and blew it up while it was in there. I now have a very wide penis. I don't think that's true. <laughs> but you never know. And again, I don't know if it's herring's eye, not Jap's eye, this is the correct term. Um, and a wide penis would might be a good thing. Of course, a lot of people talk about cock rings wrapping things around uh, the base of their penis. These are kind of temporary things. And uh, just the angle you let people see it from. Um, but uh, I would say the shaving hair and the uh, and uh, losing weight might be uh, might be good ones. Um, here's a few from the book. I used to suck mine through a half-filled bubble bath bottle while thinking of Chrissy from Grange Hill. If that doesn't work, then nothing can work. I tied elastic bands around it as an experiment. Subjectively, became bigger and extremely painful. Then struggled hard to remove elastic bands. Horrible, sweaty hand moments. I thought I'd really fucked it up now. Um, which has happened to someone else in a previous week, hasn't it? So do be careful. Hung weights on it and stuck it in a door and pulled. It looked longer and thinner, but not for long. Uh, a yogi exercise, hanging weights with string attached around the dickhead every day for a long time. Did not have the patience to see if it really worked. I don't remember seeing Yogi Bear doing that. Um, Boo Boo did all the time, obviously. It highlights the problem with most of these methods. They involve so much effort that most people will eventually become bored and give up. Almost as the people selling this particular brand of snake oil had planned it that way. Uh, only one man claimed success, tied a brick to it, some African tribes do it, and it works. And if you want a long, thin cock, which quite possibly might not work anymore, then do the same thing as that. Um, others hang things from their prick in the hope of making it stronger. I tried getting erect and then draping a towel over it and flexing, relaxing to lift the towel. It didn't work. None of these things work. Stop worrying about it. Nor did a wet sock that someone else went for. Um, more jelking, uh, more praying, more shaving. Um... It is, you know, shaving is the best idea. Use a magnifying glass. Um, someone had a circumcision on the NHS and the mistaken belief that it increased apparent size. Cutting things off your penis does not, I mean, will make it smaller. That is uh, something that we worked on. I had enlargement surgery. Yes, it did work on girth. Um, and according to uh, my book, in America in 2000, according to me, uh, in, a, in America in 2002, 15,000 men opted to have their penile enhancement surgery, which cost them between $3,000 and $5,000. There's something to be considered for men with extremely small penises. The Journal of Urology advises that such operations should only be conducted with men with erect penises that are less than 2.9 inches long. The majority of men who seek out such an operation have penises that are average or above average in length. 
it's even more astonishing when you realise what such an operation involves and what can go wrong. Uh, why are men with perfectly normal penises putting themselves in the hands of a stranger with a scalpel? Uh, the two main types of surgery you can have if you want to go this route are ligament transactions. This will slightly increase the length of your penis. This surgery utilises the fact that there's a small part of your penis, around about an inch, occasionally a little bit more, submerged inside your body. It's like a kind of reverse iceberg. The bit of a dick inside you acts as an anchor. And if you look back at the diagram in my book on, in chapter one, that uh, I'm sure you will all have learnt off by heart. You can see it, it's attached to the, or just go to looking at any biology textbook, you'll see it's attached to the pubic bone, or cock rock, as I call it, by suspensory ligaments, guy ropes, as I call them. The surgeon will thus cut the main ligaments, allowing the skin to be pushed back and the submerged few centimetres appear outside of the body. Uh, the Scottish journalist Kate Copstick, who reviews comedians, uh, flew to New York to witness a Dr. Douglas Whitehead uh, perform this surgery and wrote that the surgeon goes in up to his knuckles with a pair of secateurs. The tendons holding the penis in place are cut to marvellous comic effect as he cuts, he calls pull, and his assistant yanks the dick, pulling it so it hangs lower down. Oof. Sorry, I won't be so much squeamish stuff in the future. On the positive side, the operation might add an extra inch or two to your flaccid penis. It makes no noticeable difference to your erection. On the negative, you've cut the guy ropes that keep your tent of love standing up securely. Your erection will be extremely wobbly and probably point directly at the floor. No, mine, mine does that anyway. You'll also end up having to wear weights on your penis to stop it retreating and retweeting, uh, retreating back into your body. It might retweet things. Or you can go for girth enhancement, which is a bit more complicated. Skin and fat are taken from another part of your body and placed under the skin of the penis. Alternatively, you can have liposuction, taking fat out of your thigh or abdomen, which is injected into your penis. The danger of this is the fat can coagulate into lumps rather than spread out in an even fashion. There are cases where the fat for the graft has been taken complete with hair follicles, which mean hair grows under the skin on your new penis. Do you want that? Things can go more badly, though, than that. As I write the paper, uh, when I wrote my book, the papers were reporting that a man was suing a surgeon for a botched operation. According to the London Evening Standard, Mr A said that after the operation, I went home to bed. I was in severe pain. When I first looked at my penis, I virtually passed out with shock. It was deformed. Not only that, his previous average size penis had ended up shorter than before. The American Neurological Association con considers subcutaneous fat injection for increasing penile girth and division of the supersensory ligament of the penis for increasing penile length to be procedures which have not shown to be safe or efficacious. Um, it's efficacious in every case. So I would just say leave it alone. Be happy with what you've got. Um, shave some pubic hair. Put it under a microphone. You've got a microphone, microscope. Put it in a microphone if you want. Um, but lots of men do seem to worry excessively about this issue. Uh, if you come to the show, I'll talk about this. Uh, I do talk about this a lot more. Um, uh, but uh, the fact is most of these people as, as we saw from that story have actually fairly decent sized penises anyway or average sized penises uh, you're, the problem is if you're judging yourself by others they will look they'll look bigger, bigger to you than you look certainly if you're looking at pornography uh, those people are not uh, are average and uh, you know it is what you do at the counts ultimately um, and lots of women on the, on the website saying that guys with small dicks they become inventive lovers sometimes guys with big dicks don't know what they're doing because they don't think they need to learn having a big cock's enough and a lot of there's a, there's a lot in the show about this because it's what men are kind of wrapped up in um, but uh, I'll read a few of the answers from how I asked men how does the size of your penis make you feel and you'll see how kind of screwed up men are about this These there's a lot of very sad answers uh, about this embarrassed at the beach in the swimming pool it shrinks to nothing um, can be a shower not a grower and vice versa 
Like I couldn't be a porn star, thankfully. I don't want to be a porn star. Protesting a bit too much. I never said he did want to be a porn star. I feel embarrassed when it's flaccid, but cool when it's erect. Uh, inadequate and unattractive. There's lots of things like this. Uh, underwhelmed. I don't brag about its size. It's damned with faint praise. It's adequate at best. It does the job, but I'm left with a creeping doubt that my partner would be happier if it was bigger. Well, why don't you ask them and see what they say? Because you're probably wrong. They'll probably say it's fine. They'll probably say it's big. You know, it's it's about so much more than this. And men seem to it seems to be men that suffer from penis envy uh, much more than women. Uh, and also, you know, there's always going to be someone bigger than you, unless you are the 13 and a half inch Wonder Man. Uh, as a bi man, I'm torn between loving cocks to suck and get fucked by, big cocks to get fuck, suck and get fucked by, while at the same time trying to convince myself that my cock is big enough to satisfy a woman. Given the choice between £100,000 and an extra inch, I'd take the extended cock every time. You know, you could probably buy one for £20,000. It makes me nervous trying to chat up girls as I'm embarrassed by it. Again, probably nothing to worry about. Changing the gym and school, a lot of these are very similar stories. Changing at the gym and the school for PE was and st is still fraught with must cover cock but not be seen to cover cock. Even though intellectually I know it's average size and not hideous, you don't want to have it seen by people who have one themselves and might have a better model. Lots of uh, male penis envy and worry. It's much more about what men think about you than women think about you, I think, uh, even for straight guys. Uh, I prefer to look bigger when flaccid, purely for like when other men see your cock in the change room. But I'm a grower, not a shower, and I'm happy with it when it's angry. Perhaps another inch would be better when fully tumescent. Well, you know, we'd all like that. Even though I'm pretty sure I have an average and totally adequately sized penis, I still feel it's sufficiently it's insufficient. I would like to have a penis that makes women gasp. The fact that I don't pathet that I don't pathetic niggle niggles away at the back of my mind. I know this is ridiculous. My wife has commented on how large my penis is compared to her previous lover's penises, but it still feels like it's not enough somehow. So a lot of this is. Uh, men's own insecurity either towards other men or women or worrying that they could be better than they are but again I just don't think that these things matter it's not the size of your organ if you have to have a big organ a big heart and a big brain are more important as a teenager pathetic and unmanly this is how you felt of course as the years went by it affected me less and less and a successful relationship proved it wasn't an issue even less but at the same time it gnawed away at my confidence then it stopped working blue pills etc helped for a while but after a while they too stopped working so I figured I was stuffed but hey, I then met a girl who A, didn't care, and B, pointed out that I gave the best cunnilingus she'd ever, ever known. A few exes have agreed with on this, so I shall duly award myself a gold star. So now we get by just fine, which is not to say it isn't woodworking through my confidence and in identity. So it's very hard to cope with these things as you get older and things change. Um, and you know, it is, uh, men do associate with masculinity. Um, but as that guy says, you know, there, are, there are ways around it and uh, women will love you more I think if you're good with your tongue <laughs> than if you are good with your penis that's my guess uh, I was bullied for years of my schooling years for supposedly having a very small penis it was during the years when I was very susceptible to peer pressure and very naive about basic biology and uh, therefore I believed them why wouldn't I this had a negative knock-on effect when it came to courting as soon as I'd heard the size matters line I shied away from bothering to ask girls out after all when it came to it she dumped me I thought when I did eventually get my first girlfriend when I was 18, I shied away from sex, even though she told me how she loved everything about it with me. And even now, happily engaged to a woman who says I'm the best and the biggest she's ever had, I still look down sometimes and feel that schoolboy's anguish. The stats I know speak volumes, as do girls' comments regarding my size and how it feels to them. Silly, I know, but forever ingrained. So these, they can have kind of very serious repercussions, um, these sort of stupid ideas uh, that are accepted as facts. And as you see from that guy... A, a, a has nothing to worry about and B it's slightly blighted his life 
Uh, man says, very shy about sleeping with white guys and apologetic with Chinese guys expecting a massive white bit of meat. Uh, but then on the other side, the guys with the big penises uh, do have problems as well. Worry about hurting my girlfriend who's very small. I like it most of the time, but some women have made it more of an issue than I'd like. A girl once nicknamed me baseball bat to her friends, and it just made me a little bit embarrassed. I'm not proud of such of my dick, it's just there. So there can be negative sides to it. The other complaint, the only complaints I've had along the lines of, ow, might have to back up a bit till I get used to it. Generally, I get nice cocks, so all in all, my penis makes me proud to be a man. But see, not all positive. It's a double-edged sword, really. I don't think he means his penis. It looks impressive, but I found that women often find it painful. It restricts, it restricts which positions and intensity of thrusting my partner, partner and I may use. This can be very frustrating. So some, some men have said they can't have doggy style sex, sex, and some men have said they can't have anal sex. So there's because there's, their penises are too big. Um, and in the show, there's a story about a, a woman who's, whose partner's penis is too big for them to even have sex at all. So... Um, it's not always something we should be aspiring to. You should be aspiring to. Obviously, I have an enormous penis. <laughs> uh, but then there's other issues as well. This guy's uh, uh, from, comes from a different angle. It's not so much the size, but the colour, which is an issue. I'm a pasty white man with a dark brown penis. Its size has seemed to have shrunk considerably in recent years, maybe down to medication I've been taking. My cock used to flap about on my belly button when it was erect. Now it falls a good inch short of that benchmark. That's still pretty impressive, I have to tell you. But invariably, when a lady sees it for the first time, it's not a comment on the size, it's the colour. Oh my God, why is it a different colour? These days I drop into conversation and I have a little brown soldier in the hope that a girl goes, can I have a look at it? That hasn't worked. No, that might not work. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, people worry about all these things and obviously, you know, none of that matters. Though that kind of it does take us interestingly to the issue of, of racism and, uh, and race and the, the penis, which is... Um, Obviously, something uh, that uh, a lot of people will still believe to be true. I'll read you a bit from my Talking Cock book about this. When Richard Jobson, the English explorer, returned from the West Africa in 1623, he claimed that the men in the Mandingo tribe had penises so big that they were burdensome to them. 400 years later, the stereotype still persists. It provides the punchline to a thousand jokes. So the Queen said, Is it a black man's cock? It's the subject of a hundred chat-up lines. So it's true what they say about black men, wink suggestively. Make sure you only say that to a, a black man. Uh, and black athletes is it true uh, and black athletes are judged as much for their lunchboxes as their performance on the track it's one of those topics that exists somewhere between myth and reality and it's possibly not in black men's interest to confirm or deny it I've heard more than one black male stand up making some crap along the lines of that's one stereotype I don't have a problem with so what's the truth about the enigma of variation did black men really have such burdensome beaver cleavers I asked women in your experience does any race or nationality have larger penises than the others over half the women who responded said they'd had not had a chance to compare. The ones who thought they'd had enough experience of all the cocks of the world to make a judgment concluded 43% yes, 56% no. Of the 400 women who said yes, uh, over 200 of them uh, said that it was a, a black man. Sorry, I can't read what that said. I think it's over, over 300 of them said it was a black man who were bigger in their experience. Is that a significant statistic? Almost certainly not. First women are making judgments based on memory. It's unlikely any of them thought to take any calibration equipment along with them. We also don't know the size of their cock sample. Are they making this decision based on having seen one black penis and one white one, or one white one and ten black ones? Most women are not going to have seen enough men's penises to be able to make any kind of useful assessment. We must conclude that with so much anecdotal evidence, we're at least spotting a trend, but it's possible these women's opinions are swayed by preconception and belief in the cliché. Statistically, women are safer drivers than men, yet many men, armed with the stereotypical notion that the reverse is true, will manage only to observe the times when their prejudice is confirmed and ignore all the terrible male drivers that clutter up our highways. Is something similar happening with women here? 
I think this anecdote, which comes from a man, is very telling. In January 1980, I arrived in Antigua after sailing, sailing across the Atlantic and went for a shower in the municipal showers. About 30 people in open lines, 15 white, 15 black, ideal to compare, looked all very similar, about the same size. Suddenly the door opened and in walked a five foot five raster, his dong dan dangled down to his knees. True. The implication here is that the story proves the myth. In fact, it does almost exactly the opposite. The vast majority of the men he saw had cops of the same size. Given there's a range in sizes between all men, it's not significant that one of the 16 black men had a large penis. Statistically, one would expect someone like this in the range of either black or white men. You also have to ask yourself, if it had been a white man with a massive cock who'd walked in, would the story have even been recounted? Was it merely because, in this instance, the stereotype was seemingly confirmed that makes it worthy of telling? Similarly, it's more significant that the majority of women who felt qualified to make a comparison reported no noticeable difference. If black men's penises were significantly bigger than white men's, then you wouldn't expect quite so many women not to have noticed at all. There have been, so attempts, there have been some attempts to find out scientifically. According to a follow-up to the Kinsey Report made in 1979 based on self-administered tests involving 10,000 white men and 400 black men, the average erect penis was 6.15 inches for the former and 6.44 inches for the latter. The average circumference was also... 0.13 inch bigger than the black correspondence. In the flaccid state, black men were 4.3 inches longer and 3.78 inches in circumference, while white men were so, so black men were 4.34 inches long and 3.78 in, in circumference, whilst white men were 3.86 inches and 3.16 in circumference. We should remember that self-measurement tests can't be relied on for accuracy. Men dig the ruler in. And it's also worth noting the sample of Batman is much smaller than that of white, so it would only take a few self-aggrandizing participants to skew the figure. In any case, the difference is only a third of an inch, which hardly suggests the monstrous proportions that the stereotype would have us believe. Richard Edwards set up a website called www.sizesurvey.com, which attempted to answer many questions about size based on results sent in, again, self-measured, by readers of the site. He concedes that the samples for black and Hispanic men are still small and says, therefore, the results reported below concerning the aforementioned groups must be considered tentative, pending a larger number of responses. His finding reports the average erect lengths are Caucasian 6.5 inches, black 6.1 inches, Hispanic 5.9 inches, East Asian 5.5 inches. Interestingly, the average flaccid lengths were 3.7 inches of black men and only 3.4 inches for Caucasians. But Caucasians are bigger in this survey. Uh, Edwards tentatively suggests this might be, may be responsible for the perception that black men are bigger because their flaccid penises are bigger. Though again, I would point out the difference is very small. Edwards also asked men about their perceptions about their own size. He concludes, it's interesting to note the vast majority of black subjects stated they tended to be well endowed, an opinion which was not borne out by the results of the study. Although a really conclusive scientific study of this subject is never likely to be carried out, I would say the evidence we have suggests that East African penises, sorry, East Asian penises, are generally a little bit smaller than those of Europeans and African races, and that the photo finish in the race between black and white lunchboxes is too close to call. So where did this per pervasive notion of all black cocks being bigger than bread boxes originate? The truth of the matter is much less amusing than those of us who will tell such jokes might imagine. Ironically, far from being complimentary, the stereotype began as a means of dehumanising and de demonising the African peoples. Reports from early explorers and scientists suggest that at least in one respect, Africa was the land of the giants. 19th century British explorer Sir Richard Burton wrote, Debauched women prefer Negroes on account of the size of their parts. I measured one man in Somalia land, who then, who when quiescent, quiescent when, when wasn't erect, numbered nearly six inches. This is a characteristic of the Negro race and of African animals, e.g. the horse. His contemporary, Jacobus Souter, 
A French surgeon went one better when he wrote it was amongst the Sudanese that I found the most developed phallus, being the 12 inches in length by a diameter of two and a half inches. This was a terrific machine, and except for sights, slight difference in length was more like the penis of a donkey than that of a man. It's telling that in so many of these descriptions, white explorers were at pains to make black men appear as animalistic as possible. Scientists such as Charles White argued that Africans' penises were similar to those of gorillas in appearance and their prodigious size. This discovery ignores the fact that gorillas and all apes actually have much smaller penises than men. It was, of course, convenient for the Europeans to equate African men as being no more than beasts, as then they'd have no qualms at using these people as slaves and taking their stuff away from them. To emphasise the size of their members and their wild lusts would also make them a threat to civilization and to white women, which would further justify their mistreatment, mistreatment and enslavement. Throughout the period of slavery and its aftermath in the USA, stereotyping black men as savages with uncontrollable lusts and huge penises would justify many of the atrocities of the Ku Klux Klan. The feelings were so strong that even consenting couples were punished. In her book, White Women, Black Men, Martha Hodes recounts this truly horrendous story. When a black man and a white woman were accused of cohabitation in Georgia, a doctor recalled that the coloured man was taken out into the woods, a hole dug in the ground and a block buried in it, and his penis taken out and a nail driven through it into the block. That a large butcher or cheese knife, as they called it, very sharp, was laid down by him and a light wood piled around him and set on fire. The knife was put there so he could cut it off and get away or stay there and burn up the man chose to escape. The effects of this false preconception are still being felt by black men today. We probably all laughed along at the plight of Horse in the film The Full Monty. He felt he didn't live up to his nickname, was frantically trying to increase his length in time for the full frontal strip show that he was about to participate in. Yet this is a genuine pressure. One black man I spoke to explained that it puts him under incredible stress when he first sleeps with a white woman. They have high expectations of size and performance and often vocalise them in advance, excitedly saying things like, ooh, I've never had a black man before. Uh, he said some black men do everything they can to live up to the hype and admitted that his brother used a spray to numb his penis so he can keep going longer. Despite its seemingly flattering connotations, once you understand the reasons for the stereotype, the jokes suddenly don't seem funny anymore. I'd have to conclude that in a world of amazing penile variation, there are some things which are the same. Whether your penis is black, white or yellow, it makes no tangible difference. Though if it's yellow, you should probably think about seeing a doctor. That's not right. Um, so... Um, yeah, it's it's kind of a little bit of a serious uh, story, obviously, but um, uh, and it's a serious issue. Um, but and that, that's something I can't, couldn't. There wasn't time to get that into the show. I felt in um, the, the amount of time that requires, which you see, is quite a little bit of time just to read that particular bit out. And I didn't want to kind of skirt over that. But I'm glad to have got that into the podcast at least, and it is also in the book as well, of course. So um, you know the. The thing is that men do worry about this subject much too much and it's really not all that important. Uh, and uh, certainly the length thing is, is you know, is, is not really the issue that if you aren't, what women are interested in is girth uh, to be filled up uh, in, in that direction. And the average penis and the average vagina are the same actual length. We're made as a match. So there's ways to find the you know uh, partners who will work with you, whether you're small or big. Um, and uh, you know, there's lots of other things you can do with a small penis or a big penis uh, to get off with each other. And as I say, try using your mouth a little bit. So um, I will. Uh, how long have we gone for? I've got to go and do a show in a bit. So oh, this is quite a long podcast. I don't think I will read any of the. Uh, I've been getting some emails. If you have any emails about any subjects, I think next week I might discuss masturbation, but it, it might be a bit more of a free for all as well. I don't. There's a whole show's worth in that. Um, so if you've got any funny stories about masturbation not disgusting ones um, then do uh, get in touch but uh, I might make it a free for all and there are quite, quite a lot of funny emails that have come in I'm sorry some of them haven't been read out so if you want to email me it's herring1967 at googlemail.com 
Um, you, I will keep treat all your emails as anonymous unless you particularly ask to be named. Um, if you want to come and see this show, there's still uh, plenty of opportunities to do so. Um, though uh, I am coming to... You can go to richsharing.com and click on the tour post you get all of those. Uh, in the coming week, I'm in Wolverhampton on Friday the 22nd. Still some tickets left. Salford on the 23rd, which is pretty much sold out, but do check with the theatre for returns. 24th in Durham. Uh, there are loads of tickets left for that. Glasgow on the 25th, plenty of tickets. Uh, Edinburgh on the 26th, quite a lot of tickets. Uh, so those are my the rest of my March gigs. Then I've got uh, a little bit of time before Stafford and Cardiff. At the beginning of April, Cardiff not selling as well as usual in Cardiff. Why have you let me down, you Cardiff people? I'll be in Dublin on the 6th of April. And uh, then I'm doing London on the 12th and 13th of April at the Bluesview Theatre. These are both pretty close to being sold out. So do book ahead for those. The 13th is the DVD record. So if you can't get along to the tour, um, you'll be able to buy that DVD. Uh, but if you want to be on the DVD laughing and maybe getting your face in my DVD uh, as I talk about Cox and you laugh about that, then uh, come along on the 13th to the Bloomsbury. Uh, all the other dates going on to the beginning of June are in uh, my website, richardcaring.com. No poem this week. All your poems have been rubbish, but do keep uh, sending in your stories. Um, and your observations and uh yeah maybe maybe masturbation next week but maybe uh maybe just a general f free for all we'll just play with ourselves uh throughout that um i hope you're enjoying these i, I hope they're pro proving useful sorry some of them are a bit gruesome and uh, uh some bits are more serious than other bits as well of course but uh we'd love to see you at one of the shows if you can make it along uh, you can buy the book of Talking Cock, as I say, at Go Fast Strike, where you can also buy all my other DVDs and stuff. If you appreciate these free podcasts, then it'd be lovely if you show your appreciation by buying a ticket or a book or a DVD. But you don't have to. I like talking to you. you know, I'm, I'm just I'm a man sat in a cupboard in Worcester, and I'm on stage in 35 minutes, so um, I better go and get ready for that. Uh, thanks for listening. I love you all. Look after your cocks. Size is not important. It is what you do with it that counts. And you can do stuff with other things. Lesbians don't have penises, do they? They still have a nice sex life. You can buy things, devices, or just give each other a kiss. Have you thought about that? Just think about that for a second. Um, and don't worry about it too much. You're probably, your penis is probably the right length anyway. That's my answer to that. Bye.